Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Jada, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Thank you. I'm really happy to be jamming with you today. Yeah. Well, you know, I came across you by way of two mutual friends of ours, both Liz D'Alto and Clay Haber. And uh, everybody I've talked to has had nothing but phenomenal things to say about your story and your journey. So on that note, can you tell us a, a bit about yourself, your story, your background, uh, your journey, and how that has led you to what you're up to in the world today? Yeah. So I'm right now kind of where my hands are in is being the co-founder of Simple Green Smoothies, which we launched that website in November of 2012. And uh, over these last two years, we've kind of grown a, a green smoothie movement for helping nearly 1 million people say yes to their health through the green smoothie lifestyle. But ultimately, I'm a mother I'm a wife, I'm a community builder, whether that's in person or online. Mm -hmm. And kind of where I started before the Simple Green Smoothies world took off was really just being a multi-passionate person who is just kind of really insanely curious. And so I've dug my hands into a lot of different projects. I owned a uh, creative play and learning center for preschool age students in Kauai that my husband and I ran together and we kind of burnt out in that space of taking care of other people's children on top of our own and just realizing that it wasn't sustainable for our marriage, for our family, for our health. And so we closed that down and moved to California back into my husband's parents' house, um, which is kind of like the worst case scenario. So building up tough skin for our marriage, dealing with finances and all of that good juicy stuff that makes you kind of ask should we be together? Um, and we made the choice that yes, we should been kind of pushing through all of that. And what I've learned is just kind of taking imperfect action. And that I really say that I encounter every lesson in life on purpose. And uh, that was just one of those moments and just kind of being insanely curious to keep building a business or projects or experiments that really kind of make me want to just keep serving in a way where I'm excited to serve. And so starting a blog uh, called Family Sponge, and then that turned into Simple Green Smoothies. And just recently, I launched um, my personal site, jadaselner.com, really just kind of helping world ch changers dream big and find their tribe. And that's that's really like what I'm about is just dreaming big and finding the community to support you so when you fall, you can get back up again. And I've fallen many, many a times. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, you know, I, I want to go back to the beginning of all of this. Uh, you know, I, I'm i really curious, actually. I, I want to go even further back than we even started, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. about 
the way you've grown up, your childhood, your influences, and, and kind of how that has shaped uh, the decisions you've made in your life and, and the way you view the world uh, and the way you've made all these choices uh, career-wise? Oh, that's so good. It's almost going to make me cry just thinking, <laughs> going back to that space. I can say that I am a fighter. So um, in my childhood, actually, my parents, we grew up in kind of a uh, Brady Bunch family. My father's black and Cherokee and my mom's Chinese and white. And we were just kind of this multiracial family. We moved around a lot and we're not uh, military brats or anything like that. My parents were just kind of always looking for the next big opportunity, the next best school district. or And they were just kind of entrepreneurs at heart, just always starting something new. So that was something that I was really used to, was starting from scratch, moving to a new school. I'm, I mean, I lived in California. I lived in Texas. I lived in Miami, Florida. I lived in Las Vegas. So every kind of phase of my school years was in a different city and state. Um, so that kind of allowed me to have this space to really like start over meeting new people. But um, my dad was also physically abusive to my mom, my sister. And that's kind of why I say that I am a fighter. My parents were together for 21 years and they uh, finally, my mom said no. But during that time, my, my dad would try to be physically abusive with me and I would be the only one that would kind of stand up and say, I'm not okay with this. You can do that to my mom, you can do that to my sister, but you cannot do that to me. And uh, even with my brother, like I would stand up for him or like try to protect him. So I find myself to be kind of like a protector of my people mm -hmm. and also standing up for myself that even if I fall or even if someone tries to give me their stuff that I can kind of like push it back off like that I'm not going to deal with. And I actually did a poem about that. Um, I was, yeah, so <laughs> I'm a fighter, but I'm also wanting to fit into being multiracial and not really ever feeling like I belong to any certain group of people. Like I was never, I was never black enough, <laughs> but I always wanted to be more black. Like I'm like, oh, I wish I had like curly, super curly hair so I could fit in. And so people would know like my dad is my dad or I wasn't white enough going to like all predominantly all white schools and not feeling I fit in there too. And so for me, I'm always trying to find that place to belong. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, as, as somebody who has had a similar experience with moving around a lot and uh, having attended something like 13 schools by the time I finished high school, I can definitely mm -hmm. relate. You know, I, I want to talk about this idea of starting from scratch uh, because, I mean, anytime we start something new uh, or attempt any sort of creative endeavor or project or even get into a new phase of life uh, after one chapter closes, we're starting from scratch. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, here we are five years later and... Every day almost, I feel like I'm starting from scratch. And I guess the question for me is, how do you cultivate uh, an ability to keep starting from scratch? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that resilience that you build when it's been kind of ingrained from childhood, right? So I, I know that I have that kind of extra tough skin because I've, I've done it my whole life starting mm. from scratch. And so for other people, it's really embracing the fear because it's there no matter what, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, 
you're going to be afraid to jump and start something new. I can remember um, having my daughter Zoe and my husband and I just kind of just that whirlwind that happened when we entered parenthood and wanting to make these big, bold decisions of like, I'm not happy with the money that we're making. I'm not happy with the job that I have. We have this baby we need to take care of. And I was like, I know, let's start from scratch and like move to Kauai and start a new life there, start new businesses, new careers. And we did that. And it was really scary and it was really hard. But I think people think that they have to do like this drastic thing to start from scratch. But what I've realized is starting from scratch from where you are in the moment is completely possible too. So when my husband and I were, I was just starting the online business in 2011 and we weren't making any money struggling and and trying to make ends meet and living barely paycheck to paycheck. But I remember we wanted to flee again, because that's all I know is to flee. Like, let's move somewhere new to start from scratch. Let's, you know, we're like, oh, let's go to a third world country. And like the cost of living will be so much lower and I'll build my online business from there. And I just told my husband, I said, we always do this. We always make big, bold moves to like go somewhere new when we're not okay with what's happening right now. And so we made a conscious decision to renew our apartment lease um, in the, the Bay Area, and we, and we said we're going to commit to being here for a year, even though we actually don't want to be here. We're not completely happy with where we're living, how much money we're making. But what would happen if we rooted down into something that was uncomfortable and started from scratch, right where we are? And so that's what we did, and that's when our business just took off because there was so many grounding anchors and certainty of. Hey, we're committing to staying in the same place for a year. Our daughter's going to go to the same school for a year. And that my husband was going to work at his job and try to make ends meet there. So like all of that was consistent and grounded so that I could start from scratch and do all this random testing and experimenting and starting a business from scratch. Hmm. You know, I really, really appreciate that you brought up the idea that it doesn't have to be this sort of big, bold, crazy, audacious thing, because I think that we've perpetuated this mantra that it does Mm -hmm. uh, almost to a fault. And I think the idea of starting from scratch exactly where you are by doing these small things, I love that because then it is actually something that becomes accessible to anybody regardless of their circumstances as opposed to, okay, you know, sell all your shit, become a nomad, uh, you know, <laughs> quit your job and travel the world. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Not to say that you can't do that. It right. just, that became a, a pattern that was happening in our lives and we kind of needed to put that in check. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think the idea of committing to something that's uncomfortable, uh, but having an anchor of sorts is is actually really powerful. And, and I, I've realized that that actually leads to a, a lot of very productive things, because I found when I, I was in that same sort of pattern of running, um, I, I, you know, I saw the byproduct of it uh, in the work that I was doing and the work that I was doing absolutely suffered because of it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, you know, one of the other things you brought up about the earlier part of your life was this sense of being a fighter and mm-hmm. this this sense of resilience. And that's something that I hear over and over again from anybody who has accomplished things of great significance. And I'm wondering, you know, how on a day-to-day basis 
we can keep cultivating that resilience and, and keep cultivating sort of the fight within all of us. Yeah, I, I, I really feel it's being committed to pushing boundaries mm-hmm. for yourself, right? So being able to be open to opportunities and possibilities. And, and I also think that it gets harder the more success that you experience. And that's what even I experience to this day is like the resistance and like, don't I have enough already? Why do I need to keep fighting for more and more and more? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to serve more people. I'm not going to serve the world. I'm not going to make the impact that kind of feeds my soul unless I commit to mm-hmm. pushing those boundaries for myself, not for anyone else, not for anyone else's agenda, but my own, like my, like I can be, have this inner turmoil and I'm torn inside. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I can just stay in this really stuck place. And then I'm not in like a place of like creative flow. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't feel good. It feels stressful. It feels like yucky in my body so I know I have to like recommit to myself almost like remarrying myself every day that I'm going to do my best and I'm going to show up for myself and push into that uncomfortable place because as we experience success as we experience you know income it's like ooh, this feels really comfortable and good and dependable and why would I want to keep pushing into that uncertainty place but that's where the excitement comes like the energy for me comes from the uncertainty place of building something new and when I'm in that place of like I just want to build something sustainable I just want to optimize I want to automate that feels not fun (laughs) it just feels really safe and so I think that's how I kind of um, push myself for that result It's, it's really an inner it's an inner game with some outward accountability with people that get what you're up to in the world. So I constantly surround myself with community, with people who really get what I'm up to in the world, can see my strengths and what lights me up and just to be constant reflections and mirrors for me to really show up and do my best work. Because if I I stay in solitude in my own head and my own stuff, I'm going to stay in this place of just being stuck. Um, and I'm more introvert, so I actually like being by myself. So it's pushing me to be connected with my community, mm-hmm. even when I feel like I'm in that dark place. So it's being able to speak up to like I'm facing resistance, I'm feeling stuck. And so someone else that gets you knows knows that that's going on because I think we get scared when when the dark stuff comes up when the like i'm not sure what i'm doing we actually don't want to tell people that that's really hard Uh you know i really really like this idea of committing to pushing boundaries and it it takes me back to a a quote from my friend meg warden who, who says you know if you're going to push edges in your life you're going to keep inviting a greater set of challenges into it Mm. and uh, like you said, I think that gets harder and harder as you become more successful because the very thing that got you there, uh, taking all these risks, playing in this space of uncertainty, uh, and the willingness to try things that might not work all of a sudden become a lot harder to do because you have a lot more to lose. Um, and suddenly you're, you're externally validated by your success. And Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, this is a question I've asked a lot of people just because it's something that I've faced personally as a demon in the last year, uh, is, how you maintain that balance when you get to that place of success and, you know, not get caught up in, in the external validation and the external accolades that come from success. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in it. So uh, it's I think it's back to that community. Like I'm really being honest that I'm struggling. That that I I know like I ha- I'm a I'm a I'm a dreamer. Like I'm a big dreamer. And so what happened was I actually everything that I have in my life right now, I said I wanted two years ago, I actually created a vision board, I put it how much money I wanted to make per month, and what kind of couch I wanted in my house, like just all of those things. And so I've received all of that. And um, actually, one of the things that Liz D'Alto said um, was to say, I deserve this. And so I repeat that to myself that I deserve this, I deserve everything that I've dreamed and accepted into my life in this moment. But this is not it for me. And so right now, I'm dreaming again. Like, what's what's going good? And what is the possibility for, like, what could be even better? Like, right now, I'm so thankful. I'm so full of gratitude for everything I have in my life. But I'm okay with wanting more because I believe I deserve that, too. So it's just really practicing that gratitude, but also the constant growth of like wanting to be a better person, a better mother, a better wife, a better business owner, a better just I don't want to ever stop growing and so I'm I'm pushing myself in that uncomfortable place right now because everyone knows what I've built with simple green smoothies and now I'm chasing something else that makes my heart sing too. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. I mean, I'm in it right now, so I can't give tons of like amazing <laughs> insight on it. I'm just, I'm being surrounded by really amazing people that get what I'm up to and just asking for help. I think that's so important for people who are in leadership positions or have the external validation to still be a powerful leader and ask for help is okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I really like that idea of still being a powerful leader, but asking for help, because I think that we definitely get to this point where we think we're supposed to have it all figured out, where we think we're supposed to have it all together and that we're not supposed to have any mistakes or missteps or, or things go wrong. But inevitably, things do go wrong. Yeah, that's just part of life. Like I, I, I've been reading this book um, where, you know, the, this uh, you know therapist is talking about this idea that you know people who have some delusional idea that life is going to be problem free actually create a lot of their own suffering mm-hmm. yeah i think it's that same thing when people talk about wanting ba- balance mm-hmm. especially for moms um that the desire to want the balance is more stressful and like trying to achieve balance than just like just chilling and being in it mm-hmm. just just be like what is it that makes me feel good and like instead of chasing like balance or chasing what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that you brought up earlier uh, was this sense of not feeling like you belong. And God, I mean, I can't tell you how many people on this show uh, who have been guests here have shared that being some component of their lives or, or what they do and their work. And I guess for me, the question is, how do you find that sense of belonging? Because I think to to some degree, we all, all of us who listen to this kind of stuff, all of us who do this kind of work have that on some internal level. And maybe that's why we've all connected to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting dance with life. And my husband and I actually talk, we have like, 
we talk about all of our friends like once a month, like who's like lighting us up, who's draining our energy and like, and, and it's like trying to find this perfect match of like best friends in the world. And so for me, I just, I really want pajama friends, like people where I can be silly, I can be makeup free in my jammies, in my crazy colored socks. So I feel like that's what I'm always trying to look for in the world. And, and one of the things that I believe in is, is like us building a business, working with people that we'd want a vacation with. So that's kind of like one of the criteria when we interview and hire people is like, would we want to spend a weekend with these people in a house somewhere? And if we don't have that conversation, that natural flow happening, then they might just not be a right fit for our business. And I think the same thing happens in life. It's like, who are those people where you could just be like, I just want to, I can just call this person and say, hey, let's let's go do an overnight trip somewhere. Um, I just hung out with my friend in the jacuzzi hot tub and, you, and like no wine, just drinking water and hanging out and just jamming on life. Like those are the type of people I'm putting my feelers out for that I'm looking to attract in my life where it feels like, just pajama friends, like home, like just comfort. And I don't think it's really easy because there there's so many things that can connect us or make us feel disconnected from a person, whether they're not opening up enough or they don't listen to the same music. And it's like, oh, you listen to country music. I don't know if I want you to be my, if you belong to my <laughs> tribe, you know, like there's we have so many criteria of what makes us feel connected and like we belong with people. So I don't think that it's easy. And I think it's really like an energetic feeling when you just know there's, it's, there's just flow. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same thing with business and creation and art. Like it just flows. It's easy. It's fun. So I think that's what I'm looking for is ease and fun and connect. Like it's just not, there's no, there's nothing you have to try to do. It just is like belonging and connecting with someone. It just is. It's easy. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's so true. I mean, it shouldn't seem like something that requires effort, should it? Yeah. And not to say that there won't be, um, disagreements, you know, I can, I mean, that's like marriage, right? (laughs) So like with my husband and I, um, there's definitely effort, but it's like that natural, that first connection of, of vibing with people. And then the effort comes into investing consistent time and energy to grow together because we, we both evolve and change. And so there's effort in it, but there's this, just this natural connection of flow and comfort that happens in the beginning. And then you've got to nurture it mm. with tons of effort. <laughs> so, Let's do this. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. One of the things that you have mentioned more than a handful of times through this conversation in some way or another is this idea of impact that feeds your soul. Mm. And I may even end up titling the interview <laughs> based on the conversation. But if you're trying to guide somebody through a process of figuring out what the impact that feeds their soul is, what would that look like? Yeah, it's for me and what I would recommend for other people that are looking for that is really serving people that you're passionate about serving. Like I, I, I think sometimes we get into these businesses and, 
and the ideal customer avatar changes because a certain person that you're passionate about serving actually doesn't want to buy the thing that you end up selling. And that business is not in alignment. So it's being able to do like create a service or an offering or a product that transforms someone's life that you actually really, really, really care about. And with Simple Green Smoothies, the reason we're able to make the impact that we make is because we are so in love with our community, like so in love with them. And we're so in love with a very specific person, which is moms like us that are just looking to be a little bit healthier, looking to have more energy to show up for their family. And so we get that person that we're serving so much. And it just makes it fun to create for them, to serve them. And so I I just would recommend for anyone creating a business that impacts their soul is to serve people that light you up, to work and surround yourself with people that just light you up and make you just just be in this higher vibration of like joy and happiness. Like it's just serving people that light you up. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would say that's, that's really, really true. I mean, it, it's amazing how that changes your work and it seems so counterintuitive uh, because it can seem a bit woo and new agey, but it, it's, you know, you brought up the word alignment and I found that when I stopped doing work that I wasn't aligned with, even though in the short term it was painful and, and there were sacrifices, mm-hmm. what I've gotten to do and the kind of work that I've gotten to create and the kind of impact that it has had on other people has been far more significant than what I was doing uh, when I was just trying to do anything I could to make money. Yeah. And, and I also think like if you find out the people that you are excited to serve, like in a really genuine, passionate way, that what you create can evolve because we grow and evolve, you know, sometimes we grow out of businesses are like, Oh, maybe, maybe I don't want to talk about green smoothies forever. Mm -hmm. So what is that? What is that evolution? Like if, if it's a certain type of person that I'm excited to serve, I can create new products and offerings and experiences with that same person in mind, but they've grown up with me. They've, they, they now have the energy through the green smoothie lifestyle. So they're like, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. And then what's next after that? And I can just keep creating in a space while I'm evolving and growing and learning new things that I can keep teaching and inviting them into this world of growing and learning new things with me. Mm-hmm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, on that note, let's go back to the beginning of this conversation. Uh, there was something else that you said, really, that I, that I wanted to dig into, which was the work that you've done uh, with preschoolers and kids. And, and I'm really curious uh, how that period of your life and, and, you know, sort of the lessons that have come from that have influenced and shaped uh, everything else that you've done going forward. Yeah, so, um, and it's, it's really interesting because the conversation that we're having about serving people that light you up. I serve that same person in the preschool program in Kauai that I serve today and that I'll continue to serve, which is just, you know, really serving moms. And so in Kauai, my husband and I, um, we just, we started from scratch. He was, he got his real estate license. Um, my husband's a musician and a creative. And so it did not happen. He did not end up doing real estate. Like the world was like, no, there were no jobs. We moved in 2008, which was when the economy crashed. And so I had started a mom's group called Ohana Mamas, which is still going on strong to this day on meetup.com. And I, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any friends in Kauai. And I was like, I need people. I need, I need friends. And so I was like, if I can just make one friend on this Island, I'll be, I'll be happier. And so I started this mom's group and it was face-to-face meetups, uh, coordinating different events and families just to get together, moms just to get together. And what I noticed was we didn't have a place for our kids to play on those rainy days in Kauai. Everything's outdoors. You're surfing, you're hiking, you're stand-up paddleboarding. Um, but if it starts raining and pouring, you're kind of just stuck in your house. And so we wanted to create a space where kids could run around and we weren't saying no to them all the time. Because at the time when we moved to Kauai, my daughter was just a little over a year. And we would go to the bookstore and she would just pull all of the books out of the bookshelves. And I'm like, no. And so I'm like, where can I create a yes space for her? 
Um, and so that was Little Sprout's Playhouse that my husband and I, we, neither of us have college degrees to this day. We had no idea about business plans or anything. We just, my mom and my stepdad allowed us to borrow uh, some money to get some startup capital with this business. You know, I kind of just Googled how to write a business plan and just wrote this super legit thing and researching things. Uh, so they believed in it, um, that we could, we could pull it off. And so we just rented this this commercial property for $1,800 a month. We had, we had no idea what we were doing. We just knew we wanted to create a solution for ourselves and for our community to have a safe space to play where parents could come and connect and their kids could play. And my husband taught music. So he got to go back to what like his craft is, is teaching music and, and supporting children in that way. And it became this community hub for families. And so that was kind of like my entryway to building a business. I, I mean, building a brick and mortar business. I felt like I've just checked off so many uh, lifeless things of like, move to Hawaii, check, start a brick and mortar business, check. And But what we learned was that we were wearing a lot of different hats there and building the business. It ended up not being in full alignment with what we wanted because we wanted to travel a lot. So we would travel and be like, oh my gosh, we have to like fill our classes for eight weeks. And, and it was just hard to keep up. Like what, what the market wanted from us was more like preschool programs instead of just free play, let the kids run around and just play with the toys, let them make music. Like that's what we wanted to serve, but they wanted more structure. Mm -hmm. They wanted more like childcare. Like how about we drop our kids off and you guys take care of them. (laughs) And we realized we actually don't want to take care of other people's children. We just want to expose them to art. And, and so the business couldn't sustain the way that we had envisioned. And we did pivot and like, make it the way they wanted, but we weren't happy. And we were working four hours a day, four days a week, but it was so hard on us. And we're like, why is this so hard? Like this would be a dream business for anyone. And we had great Yelp reviews and everyone loved us. And we just weren't happy in that space. And we were burning out so quickly. And so the lesson is like, if the business, like if your body and your relationships are being sacrificed by what you're building, then it's not sustainable and be willing to let go, like let go of the idea, let go of the dream. Um, So it's okay to dream and reach for something and get it and then be like, actually, I don't really want this. So I'm just going to let it go. And so we started from scratch and like $40,000 in debt with no college degrees and moving into my husband's parents' house. It was so not amazing. (laughs) But we were willing to take the risk and start from scratch because we weren't completely happy with what we had built and what the community was wanting from us. All right. So several more questions. uh, (laughs) Uh, You know, one of the other ongoing themes that I sense uh, throughout your entire journey, your entire life is one of community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am really, really curious as to, you know, one, how you define a community, how you connect a community, and, you know, what is the impact of that uh, in our lives and what is the importance of that uh, in the lives of anybody who is listening? Yeah, I mean, it comes back to feeling like you belong. So in Kauai, I joined, uh, I tried to join a mom's group before I even started my own mom's group. And I felt um, just this really clickish energy, like I couldn't get in there was just this bubble of like not being able to connect 
with the moms and it didn't feel good. And so I knew when I started my own moms group on the island that I would create a group where people really felt like they were welcomed, like, hi, how are you? Like acknowledging them and that they belonged, that they were in the right spot. And I really feel like I've done that in every community that I've built and every business that I've built is just creating this positive energy, like this this warm welcome, like you belong here, you're in the right place. And so I think that's such an important part of community is that initial hello mm-hmm. and like really connecting with people in that way that you are in the right place is, is so important. And that's such like, that's the heart of our business, even with Simple Green Smoothies of community community building and keeping the conversation going and no comment left behind and answering questions and not saying, well, just go search that on Google, like really being a resource and a su- support system for people. Mm. Like that's what I believe community is, is that you feel, you feel welcomed and you feel connected and you feel like you're supported. Mm. I love that. Um, so, you know, one of the other questions that I want to ask you uh, is about the period after uh, this, when things got bad, uh, you know, end up at, you know, your, your husband's parents' house, you know, what you said effectively is the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like you were, you and I were talking about before we hit record here, uh, you know, every story that we have here is a hero's journey of some sort, it seems like. And in almost every one of them, there is a moment that is a worst case scenario or one that is really kind of uh, the crucible, I guess, of the journey. And I'm really curious about how you navigate a period like that with optimism and hope. Mm. I will say hope is like my number one strength. (laughs) And I, I just knew from my childhood, from my parents, because my parents, we lived, we were homeless when I was five. I lived in Salvation Army to living in a two and a half acre home in million dollar neighborhood with two horses and two Lexuses to going to bankruptcy and living in a one bedroom apartment, sharing one bedroom with, you know, three of us as siblings. So I knew that I could rebuild like I just, I just knew it had to get it had to get better than what was happening in that moment. And I think if you hold on to that, that things can get better, and that things always change. Like even where I'm at right now is not promised for forever, and just really being okay with that. I think for me to stay in that that positive, hopeful space is really being thankful for like for some reason we still had a roof over our head and we had food in our bellies and like, thank God that we had that, you know? Um, And then just being resourceful to figure out how to get out of the situation that we were in because we weren't happy in it and, and just staying happy. Like even though it sucked, trying not to complain about it all the time because that isn't going to solve the problem. So it's being more of a problem solver than a complainer about your current situation. So if I'm not happy in my situation, how do I how do I get myself out of this situation? And our, our first thought was for me to go back to school. 
And that's why we moved back to California. I was like, well, maybe we can get a decent job if I go back to school. But we realized we couldn't stay in that house. Like it was just too crazy. And so actually got accepted to University of San Francisco. And I just said, we just, we, we can't, I can't create in this space. So I need a new space. So I'm willing to not go to school, um, be there for my daughter and watch her while my husband just worked and, and just penny pinch during that time. Like we were just so tight on cash and money, but I was building something during that time while balancing, juggling, watching my daughter too, who was in a part-time preschool for like three hours a day, which in mom time is like literally like 30 minutes. You know, you drop them off, you pick them up and got them back again. So I was just starting to build an online business between nap times and bedtime. And I was, I was just, just give me more, like, let me figure this out. And I remember telling my husband, I don't know when we're going to make it. I don't know. I don't even know how, like, I don't even know if this business that I'm trying to work on right now is the one, but I know it's going to happen. So just give me time. Like, that's all I wanted. I just needed time and I needed his support to be like, yes, like just, just keep building, keep, keep moving forward. So when I took that, the the timeline, the deadline off, because originally we're like, I got to make money online in six months or else, Mm -hmm. you know, or else we're going to have to move out of the apartment that we were in. And we actually did. We couldn't afford the apartment that we moved into. We had to move into one that was even lower in price. But when I took the time off, it gave me the space and freedom to just problem solve and throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And I just, as long as I could take the time deadline off, I could stay in that creative flow space. I think when we add that deadline to things, it's harder to create freely and, and, and stay in a happy space. And, and I just had to stay happy. Like my husband was like, ah, oh, we don't have any money. I was like, please don't bring it over to me because I, I don't think you can create when you're in that down state. It's yeah. really, really hard. And so I had to stay really happy and hopeful through all of that and kind of carry that. You know, it's funny. It, it takes me back to a quote I had in, in a talk that I gave where I said, how long can you stay in a place of genuine curiosity and inquiry to figure out what story you were put here to tell? Or do what mm-hmm. you know you were meant to do. Yeah, I agree with that so much. Hmm. So you know, I think that that makes a, a perfect setup, really, to talk about uh, you know where you're at today. You know, one of the things you said earlier in our conversation was that when you're doing something at the cost of your body and your relationships, you really have to question. Uh, whether you should be doing it. So in that sense, it almost makes perfect sense that, you know, you went down this track of, of, you know, the simple green smoothie movement. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about the simple green smoothie movement, because I'm sure people are wondering, okay, this has been interesting. So let's talk specifics about how this can actually, uh, optimize our lives and, and make our lives better. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy when I was introduced to green smoothies, I was actually still living in my in-law's house and I felt like I didn't have control over what was happening in my life. You know, it was kind of at that like WTF moment Mm -hmm. and I was, I was feeling my body with really bad stuff because I felt like the only thing I have control over, the only thing that makes me feel good right now is just to eat what I want when I want and I'll just eat it all the time. And I just, 
I was feeling so sluggish and I didn't even realize like I had gained 25 pounds in a really short amount of time because I was so stressed out from closing down the business to moving into in-laws and just trying to figure everything out. And I just started drinking a green smoothie every day. I wasn't changing anything else about my diet, just drinking spinach, you know, strawberries, banana, water, kale, pineapple. And my husband was drinking it. My daughter was drinking it. And within three months, I lost 27 pounds without even like really trying. My body just started craving more fruits and vegetables. I never liked tomatoes or mushrooms. And all of a sudden I'm eating like portobello burgers and just like why it it was just this new door opening for me of more energy and feeling really good in my body and feeling like I had a little bit more control of what was happening, at least in my body. Like I could control that. I couldn't control my environment or where I was living or what was happening around me, but I could control what I was putting in my body in a more healthy way. And so I was just lit up. So I just got hooked to green smoothies and I had to tell everyone that I loved about what green smoothies were doing for me and just hoping that it would get the same results for them. And so my business partner, Jen Hansard at the time started drinking green smoothies and she got her family hooked and we just knew that we had to start sharing more about green smoothies. So we started an Instagram account in July of 2012, just sharing photos. I would take them with my iPhone and just on my table, laying out raw ingredients and sharing the recipes in the actual caption. And what we realized was that people were totally digging the green smoothie recipes. And it was actually more than just moms who were into the green smoothies, who was kind of like our original, the original people we were reaching out to with our parenting blog. And so within three months, we actually launched simplegreensmoothies.com. So it was never supposed to be its own website. It was like, hey, we'll talk about green smoothies every now and then on our parenting blog and hope people will jump into this lifestyle. But Instagram became this proof of concept that people were totally digging green smoothie recipes. And so simplegreensmoothies.com started and... Uh, we started our first 30-day green smoothie challenge January 2013. We had over 30,000 people signed up to our email list to receive weekly shopping lists and recipes. And this was just all through social media and word of mouth with no paid advertising or cross-affiliate promotions or guest posts. We just had this contagious message and we were just amplifying it through social media And people were jumping on to this this simple habit, this one thing that you do every day to give yourself more energy and get you you to crave whole foods. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of uh, the start. And it's really everything that we do to this day. Our, Our business model is really, really simple. And making healthy eating a lifestyle and not a diet, we try to make it really, really simple because there's enough confusing nutrition facts and different studies out there. But if you just start putting fruits and veggies in your body, like your body will tell you all the answers. You know, it's it's interesting. I really, really appreciate your approach to all of this because so much of it is about advancing a movement and a conversation Mm -hmm. uh, about what's important. And of course, you know, the fact that it centers around our body uh, 
it's one of those lessons that I've learned uh, to some degree the hard way in that the way we take care of our body actually shows up in our work. Yes. Uh, and it, it's, it's mind-blowing to me how different you feel and how different your work turns out when you are actually taking care of your health and all of this. So um, I'd like to, to actually get into a few more specifics. I mean, is there like a, a starting point for something really basic for anybody who has not had any exposure to this that uh, they could start with? Because the other thing that you know I always look at when I look at healthy eating uh, is that it always seems like it's so much more expensive to eat healthy than it is to eat unhealthy, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I would imagine that given the kind of movement you guys have built, you've kind of worked your way around that as well. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts or, or you know, any insights you might have on getting started with this. Yeah, I mean, definitely kind of the starter recipe for us is called Beginner's Luck. Mm-hmm. And it makes enough for two people, like two mason jars full um, with maybe a little extra leftover. But it's two cups of spinach, uh, one cup of pineapple, one cup of mango, one to two bananas, and two cups of water. And so that's like the simplest way that you can start is just drinking that and mm-hmm. realizing I actually can't taste the spinach. This is awesome because mm-hmm. I think most people don't even want to eat salads or they're just not in that space yet. So I would say like that's the simplest thing is just – adding one green smoothie a day just to see how your body starts feeling. And as far as saving money, I mean, frozen fruits, mm-hmm. like I have the same staple ingredients in my freezer all the time, which is mango, um, pineapple, frozen in the freezer, and then I have bananas and spinach. And I actually even put you know, bags of spinach in the freezer so that they don't wilt or go bad. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to save. Um, also just health, like Literally, my husband has not been sick in three years. My daughter, like no one's going to the hospital. My doctor told me that I don't need to come back for my checkup for another two years. And they were just amazed by just all of the different, you know, the blood work and all of the different testing. And it's just like, I'm just drinking green smoothies and eating whole foods and, and listening to my body. And so you're going to save money. And also, I mean, you think about when you're sick, even for people who are working nine to fives, they have to miss a day of work because they're sick for a day or two. And so it's just you invest in your health now so that you can save money and time later. And and you'll realize that your grocery bill actually adjusts and balances out because you won't be buying so much of the processed food. You'll have kind of more just fruits and veggies. You know, in the beginning, it might seem expensive because you're buying both. You're like, I'm still buying my processed food and the fresh (laughs) produce, but eventually it'll balance out to where you're going to gear more towards the healthier side of ingredients. Hmm. And as far as equipment goes, does does it have to be anything fancy or can you get away with it? No, no. And that's, I mean, really what we're about is making this healthy lifestyle accessible to everybody. So I actually started with a magic bullet, which is like $50 until it burned out on me. So Uh I was making them so much. Um, And my business partner, she started with like some $50 blender that she got for her wedding. So you can definitely start with just an entryway blender And then once you realize that you've become obsessed with green smoothies, then the natural progression is to upgrade to something like a Vitamix or a Blendtec that just, it blends so much quicker and has seven year warranty. So it's, it's an investment in your health, but we, we let people make that decision on their own when they're ready. I love it. Uh, there's just so much gold here. It's funny because I have a magic bullet and literally I'm thinking, okay, I'm like, right after this, I'm going to make a Trader Joe's run and pick up all the ingredients you're talking about. Uh, yes. 
And you can get everything from Trader Joe's. And awesome. I would just recommend defrosting your frozen fruits just okay. to be kind, just to be kind to the magic bullet. Right. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, well, you know, I, I, one other question specifically around your green smoothie movement uh, is, I mean, stories and, and things that have happened in the lives of other people uh, who have been a part of this movement and the kinds of changes that they've experienced. Because obviously you being here, you know, one of our goals is to help you advance this movement even more. Yeah. Um, we get endless stories and testimonials of lives being changed. But one specific thing that we do as a community, as, as a team, our rock star team, is we do a thing called Friday Love Notes. And so that's when our community happiness specialists um, dig up comments from our website, from emails, from Facebook and Instagram comments, and share a couple of those with the entire team every Friday so that we can kind of just celebrate our community internally and just remember why we're doing what we're doing because we see people losing weight. We see people getting more energy, getting off blood pressure medications, all of these different things. But one specific story that stands out recently is this woman, Joanne, joined our 30-Day Green Smoothie Challenge. And then she signed up for uh, Fresh Start 21, which is our 21-day cleanse. And we say it's a cleanse, but really it's like a sneaky way of just getting you to have a meal plan with whole plant-based foods. And she just let us know how her life has changed. And she's getting ready. She's a breast cancer survivor. And she was getting ready to do her last surgery on September 3rd. And so one of our community happiness specialists saw that. So as a team, uh, we decided on our weekly Google Hangout meeting that we would record a video for Joanne, just letting her know that we were thinking about her on her surgery on September 3rd and introducing her to us. And we sent that video to her privately through email. And then she posted on our Facebook page, like, just thank you so much. This means so much to me. And I really think like that's why <clears throat> we are in this business to change people's lives. Like every dollar that we receive from selling our products means that someone said yes to their health. And so for us, we really believe in choosing love over metrics, not obsessing over stats and conversion rates and choosing people over profits. And, and that's what lights me up is being able to connect with our community one-on-one -on -one in a way like that, even though we're reaching, you know, over 15 million page views, hundreds of thousands of social media followers and email subscribers that we can connect with our audience in that way. And I, and I think that's what true community building is all about is touching one person's life and impacting that through spreading the word through word of mouth. I'm not even going to touch it. That was genius. So uh, I want to close with my last question, which is how we close all our interviews. What is it that you think makes somebody or something unmistakable? Mm, I think it's showing up in the world as a dreamer and a doer. So when we can really create impact in the world, where we become dream builders. And I really believe, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I really believe that we all fall on that spectrum a little more than others. So some are more dreamers and some are more doers. And I'll kind of end with this dreamers manifesto that I shared with World Domination Summit and that this is for the dreamers, the ones who say their dreams out loud, even if it's just a whisper, 
if this is you, stand up. This is for the difference makers and the imperfect action takers stand. This is for the doers, idea hackers, movement starters, answer seekers stand up. This is for the freedom chasers, the ones who choose their own path, using failures as building blocks to something greater and better. This is for the visionaries, the weekend warriors, the world shakers and the makers stand up and dream a better world. Choose people over profits. Choose peace over chaos. Choose faith over fear. This is for the dream builders who choose love. If you encounter every lesson in life on purpose, stand up. Wow. Well, Jada, uh, <laughs> I have to say it has been my absolute pleasure to have you here as a guest on The Unmistakable Creative. Thank you. I love talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to join us and share some of your insights with our listeners. And we'll link up uh, everything that Jada has mentioned in the show notes. Uh, so definitely come and visit the website. If you like what you heard, the greatest compliment you could give us is to share the show with a friend and let people know what you think by leaving a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening to The Unmistakable Creative. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. 
Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.